This is Our People in Mother Earth on 91.9 FM KWSO. I'm Samai Allen. The Cowlitz Canoe family's elder, William Koch, gave KWSO a brief history of how their journey started. We've been on journey since 2002. I went to Hull River in 2001 to go to work for them and uh, was introduced to the canoe. Um, in 2002, we purchased the canoe through the chemical dependency program for Ho River, and um, we started journeying. Although Ho River has always been since the beginning and involved in the journey. Um, my friend Chief Kwai, the late great Chief Kwai, taught me a lot, and he introduced the canoe back to the Cowitz people in 2002 at our recognition dinner. We brought it up and let everybody look at it. And then that summer, we brought it back up and actually had the first horn canoe on the Cowitz River in over 150 years. And uh, the whole river brought their canoe up, put it on the Cowitz River. We took Cowitz tribe down, people with us down the river, and the lake John Barnett was able to be the first chairman to welcome a foreign canoe to the shores of Cowitz. And uh, then in 06, my cousin Jerry Bouchard and his family purchased the Salmon Dancer. And we went on journey in, in 06. We raised the money by raffling and selling and doing whatever we could to make money to go. We completed the journey. Um, then I wasn't involved until 2008 with the Cowitz Canoe. They got it in 07 and and, uh, and then they recruited me to come help them in 08 because they found out it's not an easy job to to get all the planning done and get a canoe across the lot. So they elected me the chairman of the Cowlitz Canoe and, and I was there till 2010, just two years. And, and I had to leave to go to Spokane where my family needed me. And uh, I came back and we're going crazy. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. I have never been away from our canoe though. Every time it's gone out, somebody's calling me. I say prayers. I always bless that canoe whether I'm here or across the state and my my family's um, before it leaves I've always sent smoke and prayers for it. Terry Grives, an enrolled member of the Cowlitz tribe and a member of the Cowlitz canoe family, tells KWSO about the healing natures of being on the water and the power of uplifting one another as indigenous people while on journey and how the journey can have fun without electronic devices or the influence of drugs and alcohol. I think for me it's really spiritual. Um, once we get off the shore, taught to leave our our tears on the shore, we're, to leave our problems on the shore, and that we're out there to do this good work. What I was always taught is that our the water is our first medicine. We're when we're born, you know, our mothers carry us in the bag of water. Um, what we're made up, our physical being is of water. And for me, just that connection to mother, where I'm able to when we leave the shore and our skipper 
pauses everybody and says, everybody put a hand on the water, we're gonna make a prayer. And it could be a prayer for um, somebody at home who's sick and can't travel with us. It could be for our own healing, for somebody else's healing. We've got a lot of dynamics going on within tribes and, and our own tribe that needs healing, you know, some of that stuff that's going on at home. So those things, for me, it's just such a healing element. And that what I love about journeys is you got people that are politicking, you know, but not on journeys. Like Warm Springs, my family, Grand Rounds, my family, Nisqually's my family. We're all family here. We leave that politic into the side, you know. Um, for me, it's really important that we're uplifting and lifting each other up as Indigenous people, that we're not continuing that colonizer's rhetoric, divide and conquer and separating us when we should all be stronger together. There's that aspect of we don't have to politic here, we're family here. We get to sing and dance and laugh together and feed each other. But when we're also teaching our children is that we can do these things without drug and alcohol. We can do this in a way, and some tribes that are tobacco-free even. People, I know Puyallup tribe, they like to be tobacco-free, but showing our children that there's a life without those things. And even today when they brought those kids from that, um, the confluence camp, I was just like, just to see kids without electronic devices in front of their faces, that they're enjoying being in community and visiting with other people without that electronic device in front of them. You know, it's like, look, we can be together again. COVID really did a number on us these last few years that um, I know my daughter was a canoe princess um, and she could introduce herself in front of thousands of people and and wish everybody uh, you know safe travels on their journey but now after COVID she's like got the social anxiety so being able to group again like this we haven't been able to do it for a few years we um, last year we lost our, our chairman and so we put our canoe up last year so it's been not only COVID years but last year we had to put our canoe up um, so it's been a few years for us and so being able to be in this group of people where um, we can be in community we do so much better and we have such a better heart and love for each other when we're doing this together in physical form versus trying to do this over a zoom or teams or whatever kind of meeting um, so healing is huge and I think part of it is showing our children um, their heritage the teachings of from the elders how we hold our elders and our warriors our veterans their stories that they have to share, that they see the adults even listening to these stories, not just the youth, but adults listening to those stories from their elders. The canoe journey is filled to the brim with incredible skippers, dancers, elders, youth, singers, and participants. When Chiwanapum landed in Fort Vancouver to be hosted by the Cowlitz tribe, KWSO got an interview with Cowlitz skipper Jeremiah Wallace to ask him about why he came onto the journey and to retell a previous canoe journey that he had attended in the past. I've been a skipper. Well, I've been in the Cowlitz Canoe family since 2008 uh, and got involved in, in the drum group and the canoe family and it saved my life. And I've been going on journeys ever since. Uh, I've been a skipper in the canoe since 2010, I believe. And, and anytime there's a tribal journeys, I always try to make it 
because it's a life-changing experience and you need to keep it going and yeah Emmett, Emmett Oliver had a vision to bring the canoe lifestyle back the potlatching and the ancestral waterways and he challenged a bunch of tribes and I think I think they might have had eight the first year it might have been paddled to Seattle but I'm not quite sure it was in the 80s and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger I think the one that I remember the most for size comparison would be paddled to Suquamish in 2010 I think it was or nine there was like 10,000 people there and there was a hundred 105 canoes I think or 107 canoes and they were lined up all the way around the corner and, and we sat there for five or six hours to come into shore because there's there's so many tribes and it's amazing just to listen to the speeches that some of the people give the hereditary chiefs and, and those people who have a lot of cultural experience. It's really humbling. Jeremiah Wallace also added on about the healing properties that occur while on the canoe journey. Well, for me, it was in my first journey when we landed in Nisqually, I started crying and, and I was like, wow, this is this is amazing. This is life-changing and I just wish that more people could experience it. It gave me a sense of belonging to my canoe family and something to look forward to. The canoe practices every week and I didn't use Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous to stay clean and sober. I used the the Cowlitz drum group and uh, the songs and I used the Cowlitz canoe family and the journeys on those ancestral waters and uh, I always went home really tired but but I felt my spirit felt clean and full and recharged it's really hard to explain for all the songs and the speeches that people give and the cultural teachings it's it's a good place to go learn learn culture I just I just wish that everybody would experience it the pictures don't do it any justice and the videos don't do it any justice the stories don't really do it any justice but if you're there to see it yourself the, and get the goosebumps and, and and you feel feel like you're a part of something that's really big and amazing I just wish that more people could experience that because I know that there are a lot of people out there that are struggling from different kinds of traumas and abuse and addiction. To me, that's what the Tribal Journeys is all about. Learning about different canoe families from other parts of the indigenous nation is always an incredible and insightful experience. KWSO got to interview the Cowlitz Canoe Chair, Clay Koch, who spoke about the canoe journey and how it's revitalizing indigenous culture after a four-year-long hiatus due to the pandemic. My name is Koskos Klaikach. I come from the Tootle River Band of the Cowlitz, the Sequesh. I'm the 2023 canoe chair uh, within the community. I'm also a hereditary chieftain from the Chicholtz family from the Sequesh Band, the Tootle River Cowlitz. I've been active in canoe journey since 2006. A canoe culture got brought down to Cowlitz. 2006 was our first unofficial journey. 07 was was sanctioned by the tribe. We, we really got out there and represented real proud, and we've been on the water ever since. It's been a couple years because of COVID, so we got a new crew. Everybody's real fresh, and we're looking forward to, to getting back to, to journeying with people. That's the the really amazing thing about canoe journey is it's it's bringing all these things back to life. You know the things we don't get to to practice every day in our lives, and we're always talking about the ten rules of the canoe. 
you know, reminding each other that each stroke we take is one less we have to make. You know, we do this, you know, we do this journey because the journey is what we enjoy. We learn things about humility and giving, giving and receiving feedback, you know. One of the, the rules of the canoe, one of my favorite rules of the canoe is judgment doesn't enhance the experience. You know, criticism does not enhance our experiences because everybody's, everybody's on a different journey. We come out here and we do this stuff for healing. It heals us. Everybody's experiencing that's different and throwing them criticism around it's just tearing into somebody else's journey you don't understand what that person's going through even though we're all in this group together the way we're experiencing it it's very different it's important for the community to come out and and be a community you know not just the Indian community but the community at large to come out and see what we do you know it's uh it's 2023 Indian people we're not hiding we're we're real open and and out forward with with our identity and we want to share it with the world and that's that's really what's special about canoe journeys is it's not just for us it's about sharing all of our special things about our cultures so many tribes from around the sound but all of our all of our cultures a little bit different you know our songs are different shoot our language is different everywhere up and down the coast so it's it's something we can canoe journey we can bring all these things out and honor them honor our differences instead of pointing out our differences it's really important to get our youth out here to get our youth learning the songs learning these dances and carrying on these traditions you know we see uh we see more and more of our elders our really cultural elders disappearing every single day and every time we delay or we have slack in our line as young people to them old folks we lose some of these traditions and these cultures so it's really important for young people especially that 18 to 25 them young adults to be out here learning this work and doing this work representing for our people that was canoe chair of Cowlitz, Clay Koch, speaking about the healing natures of being on the canoe journey and urging the youth to participate and learn their indigenous culture to ensure it keeps surviving for generations to come. I'm Samaya Allen, reporting for the Our People and Mother Earth program on 91.9 FM KWSO. Healing the inner indigenous spirit is one of the many reasons why a person goes on the canoe journey. They paddle for miles alongside their fellow natives on the waters to find themselves, to get in touch with their indigenous roots, to heal from trauma or substance abuse, and to enjoy the experience of the journey itself. Cowlitz elder William Koch provides some insightful wisdom to all the canoe families and those involved about healing and feeding the inner Indian. Um, we sing them songs, we pick up them drums, the drum beat itself is healing. When you sing them songs, it's healing. You know, everybody today worries about who owns the songs. Back in the times when I was young, them songs were owned by Creator, shared to you and your family. And we're supposed to share these things. And so uh, I carry a lot of songs from other people they share. And then that's healing in itself, being able to sing them songs and get my drum out. I get my flute out every now and then when I want to and play on my flute. And these things come and, and all of it's healing to me. And as what we find out is when you get in touch with your Indian and you start feeding your Indian, the right way, and not, not the booze and, and the dope, but you start feeding them with the spiritual stuff and the, and the good fish and the, and the good ways. You, you start growing and healing and you find who you are inside and it lifts you up. And when you get lifted up, it's hard to be let down. And 
the only way you can let down is if you let yourself down. So if you feed your Indian every day, it, it, you keep healing. Because that's that's what a lot of us heard about is the loss of who we are. You know, um, a lot of our people are are a few generations out and their skin isn't brown and they, they worry about that all the time and they tell them, all you gotta do is feed your Indian, be Indian, and Indians will know you're Indian. You know, they, it's not about the color of your skin, it's about what you do. And people can see that and it's healing. And then when they're accepted by other people, they find the healing in that too. And it's, it's hard for a lot of young people to understand this because mainstream society, they don't, you don't have this kind of healing. You gotta pay lots of money to go to a shrink or a doctor or something. So that's, uh, I think it's good for us. That was William Koch, a Cowlitz elder who spoke about healing and feeding one's inner Indian. I'm Samike and Allen, reporting for the Our People and Mother Earth program on 91.9 FM KWSO.